I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by Linen and Homes. Linen and Homes offers quality products from weighted blankets, bamboo sheets, and soft PJ sets that are definitely going to give you a good night's sleep. Shop now at www.linenandhomes.com. Podcast Network Asia. Project Loving Myself Podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Everything changes every single day, so you don't have to stick to one purpose. I want to be like that or I want to be like this. You have to adjust your dreams wherever you are right now. You are listening to Project Loving Myself Podcast a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Hello, peeps, and welcome back to another episode. This week, we talk about life purpose, finding your calling in life, your why of being here on earth in this life. When you do find your purpose, your true north, as they call it, life starts to flow and everything falls into place. Opportunities come to you, people find you, and doors just open in every direction. Like Aladdin and his magic lamp, the universe becomes your own personal genie, and your wishes are not limited to just three. But to get to the promised land, we need to understand how does one find their true north? Now, in his book, True North, best-selling author Bill George writes that true north is your inner sense or your calling. It is what you want to accomplish in your life. It is a combination of your values, your beliefs, and your purpose. It keeps you on a straight track that's true for you. So to explore this very compelling topic with me, I've invited serial entrepreneur and CEO of celebrity favorite travel agency, Access Travel, Anjali Dub, to talk to us about what fuels her wanderlust and what kinds of answers she has found along her travels. It is so great to have you on Project Loving Myself, Anjali. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm great. I'm so glad we got to pin you down. I know you've been 
around the world as always. I am so embarrassed that I normally forget to reply to almost everyone if I don't have you on WhatsApp. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> No worries, it's okay. I I knew someday we're going to connect when the time is right. So I always say that, you know, sometimes there's a delay and sometimes it's, you know, perfect timing. So I'm all about that, Anjali. And I'm so glad you're here with me. Yes, finally. All right, let's do this. So I have an hour to share my 30 years of life with everyone. (laughs) Well, you know, honestly, Anjali, I think you've done a lot in a short amount of time. Yes. Um, you've also experimented with so many different things. Yes. Like you've not really just done one thing. That's one thing I, I really um, get from you is there's this wanderlust spirit. You know the the um, intention to keep exploring, to keep going, and I think that's why you're just the right person to spend an episode on finding purpose. Yes. You know that would be just it's just perfect for you. Right. Now, Anjali, I want to start from the beginning, okay? And when you were 19, you lost everything in your first business venture. Right. So how did it feel that the first thing that you embark on, the first journey, okay, I believe you got swindled. It was a bit of a, you know, I'm sure a shock. Um, so it wasn't success right from the beginning. Right. So how was uh, that? Uh, for everyone uh, who's listening right now, so my story is a bit different because normally you work very hard from the beginning, then you get the success in life. But in my case, everything was given to me already. Then I lost it. Then I had to rebuild it. You know, looking back, I think that was the best thing that happened to me because at age of 13, I already lost my father. So I built my resilience at a really young age and I was the eldest in the family. So there was no one to protect me because I was like, okay, I have to protect my brother and my sisters. But I did, I never thought like it was going to be my mom who's going to protect me. So I was like, okay, I have myself now. I have to do everything for me and for my family. Not financially, though. So um, actually, the death, the, the death of my father, I think that is the foundation of my life. You know, that's how it began before even I started Access Travel. So the story of Access Travel is like, um, I had these professors from Benilde where I graduated college. So I don't Um, know if this is the right term. They betrayed me. So because I was young, you know, my mom was so excited about it. Like, oh, my daughter is going to have her own travel business. What can I ask for? She's already successful. So, okay, here's the money. Give the company to my daughter. So that's what happened with Access Travel. But we later on, we found out after two years that it was just a scam, you know. They had so many debts with BAR. Oh. There were so many problems with taxations and other stuff. So I was like, okay. I am 21. I know nothing about taxes. What is going to happen to me? So, yeah, I think from there, I just knew that I had the mindset that I don't have my dad anymore. So it's like I've already passed the biggest challenge of my life. Now, this is nothing. You know, I think for a child, losing a parent at a really young age really changes you. You know, I think that what happened to me, this is what I always tell everyone. when something is missing in your family, it either makes you or breaks you. You either use it to go to the right direction 
different um, from everyone else or you use that as an excuse to do drugs you know i ha i have some friends who did that who lost their parents like during our college days so they took the wrong path so i was like you know very very blessed that i had that mindset that okay my dad was an alcoholic so you know that was the reason that no matter what failures i get in life i can't go that way you know what i mean so because i i really believe that our parents responsibility is not to teach us everything they can't especially in my case we were four you know we only had one parent so i did not expect my mom to tell us all the time okay you you're you can't be an alcoholic your dad died because of this don't smoke don't do that blah 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 so yeah so basically it was all by myself um, i thought myself how to choose the right things for myself you know i yeah. had to be I, it's like i had um i had to find the bigger higher self of myself you know to get advice from up to now i follow that you know whenever i encounter something i don't seek help from other people right away first i ha i ask myself like okay angeli if you do this will it make you happy a year from now or is this the right thing if if i can't answer immediately i will seek help from people who are really really close to me even with access travel when people betrayed me i i wasn't like Okay, sir, ma'am, like from my college, oh, help me. They did this to me. What do I do? You know what I did? Uh, so when when they when they made loco, do you know what loco is? <laughs> they were of course they loco means they scammed you, right? So when they mm -hmm. scammed me, I found out about it that um I don't have access to travel anymore. So I used my dad's um uh, necklace that he gave it to me when I was so young. I went, do you know Sanglaan? What is I, I don't know, I like pawn shop. I went to pawn up yep. top, then I got $8,000 out of that necklace. So I used that money to restart access travel. So, you know, okay. so, you know, these, these are the things that um, gave me inspiration in life to keep moving forward, that there's always a way if you want to, you know, I didn't go around asking everyone like, oh, can I borrow money from you? Can I, can I do this? I'm losing my business. I listened to myself like, okay. I have this resources. What can I do with it? You know, you know, Angeli, it's a very good um, example you give because right. I think culturally here in the Philippines, yes. there is a tendency to depend on other people. Oh, it's just a cultural thing. Yes. Right. Yes. You know, most people feel that there's always family or relatives that will you know, pick you up when you fall or to rescue you. Right. And so there's that sense of like, I have to figure it out is not necessarily something that everybody has. So what do you think made you a little bit different? Um, and I'm, I'm saying that keeping in mind that you mentioned resilience, you mentioned that you knew from a young age, you couldn't count on your father. Your father was an alcoholic and then he died. So it was like on both fronts, you know, you didn't have his support. You There were four kids in the family, right? And your mother had to take care of four, plus the four of you had to figure out how to make things work. You were the eldest. So right. what do you think shaped you to be so independent, to, to actually not rely on people around you, but to figure out that you can do it some way or the other? Where did that come from? You know, I think um, I'm not really different. You know, I've never 
looked at myself like that. You know what I believe in? I think we are all the same with different stories and how we actually make our decisions in every single day to make the situations different. That's what I believe in, you know? I think uh, growing up in the Philippines, I've realized that people are really into talking to each other about their problems. You know, I don't, I never believed in that. The more I keep it to myself, I know there's a difference. Like when you want to keep it to yourself, if it makes you sad or you actually use it to be stronger, stronger version of you, you know? I think what makes this different is I got it from my mom. My mom is a very strong person, you know? Even we had a dad. My dad wasn't a bad person, you know? He wasn't like alcoholic, um, like he didn't take care of us. No, he was just an alcoholic. Uh, Like he would drink so much at night. Then, you know, he would enjoy his life. He was that kind of alcoholic, but he was a very responsible father. But the, the saddest thing is he did not see us like graduating high school, college. You know, he didn't see anything. He was more on like happy-go-lucky, you know. But he, he provided to us like very, very good. Um, he was there when we needed him. It's just um, I don't really remember it that, that much anymore because I was just 13. You know, um, so yeah, I think um, I'm not really different from everyone. It's how I make my decisions when I'm like right there. Okay, do I decide to go here or there? I think my mindset is really strong to always choose the right thing, even it's going to be very, very hard. I think that's that's what makes the difference with everything in life. You having the discipline and um, the right mindset to not give up no matter what happens. Okay, so so basically, Anjali, what you're saying is don't give up. Yes. Be strong. Be very clear about what you want. And like it's the decisions yes. that you make that sets the course for everything in your life. Yes. I'm going to make it simple. Like we already know that Coke, drinking Coke is bad for you and it will make you gain weight, but still you choose to drink it. You know what I mean? You know fast food is bad, but you still choose to eat it. So those are just the decisions that makes you, you know, that make you mentally strong and stable. I think that's how I am. I always need to make sure that my decisions will be like beneficial in the long term, not just now. So it's my decisions that make me different. It's not actually me as a person. I think me as a person I am progressing every day. I make mistakes every day. I'm changing every day. So I think it's my decisions, how I make my decisions are still with me. I think that's the foundation of who I am since the very beginning. But actually, even the decisions you make, at the end of the day, you're making them because of who you are. Yeah. Right? So if there's choice A and choice B, right, you're going to make the choice that reflects your mindset right right so there must be something Anjali in your mindset that and for me I it it sounds like you have a lot of belief in yourself a lot of trust in yourself yes you know when you don't need to talk to other people you don't need to make cuento cuento with everybody else you don't need to gossip you don't need to cry to somebody else because at the end of the day it's a waste of time right you're gonna figure it out on your own yes and I think that's that's your strength. Yes. I think that's your strength. Now tell me something, Anjali. From the first betrayal of Access Travel, what did you learn from that? Like that must have been a heavy, you know, learning experience for you at such a young age. 
Yes, you know, um, I think um, if you're familiar with Bianca Gonzalez, I had uh, mm -hmm. an episode with her, I think, five years ago when I wasn't ready to come out to the world. Like, I'm Angeli behind Access Travel. I think that was one of my first interviews uh, talking about betrayal that happened to me. And I told her, same answer, when people do bad things to you, you don't have to respond to them with revenge, you know? You can choose to be kind, not in a way that they would do it to you again, but because that's who you are, you know? These people betrayed me. I could have sued them, went legally, you know, all these things, but I did not choose that path. I was like, okay, I'm 21. I don't know anything about the law. Probably we also made mistake, you know? Just, just go on with life, you know, instead of giving my energy to these people who already tried to ruin my life once, why not just use my youth, my energy to travel the world, rebuild access travel with the money I had, and, you know, just, just enjoy everything. I have my whole life ahead. You know, that was one of the best decisions that I made in my life because that, that made me so successful. I think I believe in karma, you know, when you do bad you get back bad things in life. But when you choose good, when you do good, you will get the same thing. I think it's our bank every day, you know? That's what I believe in. I don't actually believe in, like, um, being kind to everyone because that's a basic human rule. You have to respect everyone. If someone says hi, you say hi, you know? You buy something, you say please, thank you. I think what people misinterpret is being kind and doing right things. Those are two different things. You can you can do right things, but you're not choosing to be kind. You know what I mean? I think those yeah. are two different. Eh? Like in Filipino, there's mabait and mabuti. Those are different, yeah. right? And I always right. choose to be mabuti to everyone because that's who I am. Because you stab me at the back, it doesn't mean I'm going to go around stabbing you at the back, you know? I'll just yeah. choose to do whatever I have, you know? I think that that that's one thing that really made me successful. I always mind my own business, my things, my world. You know, if you try to crash it, it's okay. I, I'm not going to really mind it or go over your social media, try to find something against you. I, I was never like that. I'm still not like that. So I think that's one of my strengths about um, fighting betrayal every time that happens to me. I think up to now, yeah. the betrayals just changed how Access Travel grew. But it was always there. I think that's how it is, you know. Travel is something everyone wants to do, no matter who you are. Either you're the richest person in the world, you're, you know, you're the poorest person in the world. I think everyone wants to do it. And I was given that blessing in my life to see the world for my job, you know. So I focused on that one thing that grew and grew and grew. And now I've been to 100 countries in the world, seven continents of the world. And at 29, if I focused on filing the lawsuit, do you think I would have achieved it? No. Of course not. And I think that's the beauty of your story is that, you know, a lot of people get caught up in drama. I call it drama. Like, you know, when they want to take revenge, they want to prove a point, they want to, you know, compete with the other person, or there's so many different reactions right. to how you're going to, you know, try to get your maybe self-respect back, or you're right. going to try to, you know, feel like vindicated in some way. But I think that that's such an important lesson, you know, like mind your own business at yes. the end of the day. Yes. And, you know, it reminds me, Anjali, of something really interesting. 
uh, there's a healing technique called family constellation, transgenerational healing. And what we do is we go back and we try to um, sort out issues from the past, like from our karma, from mm -hmm. our ancestors. And most of the time we're stuck in what happened with our parents right. or what happened to our parents' parents. It's like genetic. And the, the learning in this technique is your business is your business. You know, what happened generations ago? What happened to my parents? What happened to their parents? All of that is like, it's history. You know, just because they lost all their money, it doesn't mean I have to now prove that I can make all the money back. Right. Or just because there was a family secret and it destroyed the ancestry, it doesn't mean that I have to carry that on, that baggage. Because we tend to carry the baggage of our parents and our ancestors forward in our life. And the, the key is like, what you did is your business. And that goes for everyone, whether it's your family or like random people who betray you, you know, that's your business. That's your karma. At the end of the day, I'm going to focus my energy on how I can help myself. Like what is more positive? Why should I focus on what you did to me? And it's interesting when I work, because I do a lot of healing with people and counseling and coaching. When I work with people, most people can't move on when it's like that person did this to me, you know, like, how can I just let them be? How can I just let them get away with it? That's so wrong. And really, I always like try to make them understand that they'll get their due. They'll get their karma, right? Let's focus on how you can move forward in a positive way. So I love the story you shared for the fact that, you know, mind your business is something really easy for people to remember, right? Let's focus on our own business and let everyone deal with their own stuff. Yeah. So I think that was very, very powerful. And you know what I've learned? It's actually just in our heads that we think people think about us. You know, everyone is dealing with their own thing. Trust me. Yeah. You know, um, th th this is why I, I keep on telling everyone, you think I'm sad because I don't have access travel now? I think this is the happiest I've been. You know, I'm sad because I don't have my job. Of course, my employees are suffering. We are, you know, thriving. But it also makes me very happy to see that my 10 years of work is like I have accomplished everything, you know, that I initially planned to accomplish by 40, my 40s. And now I did everything by 28. By 29, I was done with everything because, you know, I chose to mind my own business. <laughs> I love that. Right. But tell me about access travel, Anjali. Okay. I want to, even though, you know, I know that is something you've sort of, it's different now, obviously with the pandemic, right. but how did you develop your love for travel? How did you channel that love into work? Okay. So two questions really about it. Yes. So talking about manifestations, you know, ever since I was a kid, when people would ask me, where do you, what do you want to do when you grow up? I was like, oh, I want to see the world. I want to travel. I don't know where it came from. My parents didn't travel, you know, nothing. It was just me. Ever since I was a kid, I would collect like world maps. My parents would give me cameras. So, you know, manifestation is not like you're, you're writing it down. It's like giving you a guide in life, a bigger picture. You know, it's like your bigger map inside your head. So I developed that map inside my head since I was like six. My parents started to give me camera on my birthdays. So, you know, my parents raised me to be like this. 
they gave me the freedom to decide what I, what I wanted to be. They never stopped me. Like my mom, even my dad passed away. She said, what do you want to be? My answer was still the same. I want to travel the world. I want to learn from people. I want to meet thousands of people. I want to know how a person in Peru thinks about the Philippines. You know, ever since I knew Philippines was such a small place. So that's that's how I developed my love for travel. I never believed in sitting down in a classroom and I will learn everything. You know, I, I'm so sorry to say this. I'm not making joke of the education system anywhere in the world. I, I made fun of the education. You know, I was like, I'm just going to get my diploma and I'm going to learn from people and I'm going to travel and I'm going to show everyone that I will travel the seven continents of the world. So in the beginning, people were making fun of me because when I was in college, traveling didn't exist. Instagram was just starting, you know. So I always chose to join this tour in school, go to Palawan, go to Boracay, and I really loved it. And my last school trip was to Paris. You know, that was like our final examination. So when I saw the Eiffel Tower, wow. I was like, I knew this was going to happen. And I'm just 16. <laughs> and I'm, right in, I'm in Europe. <laughs> so, you know, those little things, it, it wasn't just manifestation. I was working towards that goal, you know, like okay. everything, all the decisions that I made. I When my, my father died, I stopped asking gifts by, from my mom. And I told her, hey, before my graduation, we have this tour in school where um, the professors send their students to Paris. So you have to save up for that. So, you know, I did not get gifts from her. I did not get a good laptop. I was like, you saved my laptop after my graduation for my work. So you have to give me the money so I can go to Paris. So those were the decisions. That what I, that's what I was telling. I'm very firm with my decisions. When I want something, you know, since day one up to I accomplish it, same decision making. Do you think also, Anjali, like you had a love for travel? Like it was something that brought you a lot of joy and happiness? Yes. And because I know I know in um, some, some of the research I did, it wasn't like a travel agency right away, right? You were also thinking of being a flight attendant. Oh, yes. yes. So <laughs> it didn't matter how you were going to do it. You just wanted to travel. Yes. And you wanted to travel because that's what made you happy, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So I think... When we find the things that make us happy, the things that really bring us joy, then making a career out of it, I mean, that's the easy part. Right. Right? That you put what you love together with, you know, how you can make it earn an income for you, how you can make it, you know, something that you are passionate about doing every single day of your life. So I think that was a, a really big part of why you became very successful. Now, how did that turn into a travel agency? Okay. Tell me about that. Yeah, so I, I did not immediate, immediately chose to graduate from college. So I tried to delay it by taking my mm-hmm. internship in the US. So it was almost for a year. I was like, I don't need to graduate immediately. You know, I can enjoy life. And I was just like 16, turning 17. I told my mom, mom, I'm going to be away for a year because they're offering internship in the U.S. And she was like, we're in the U.S. So they told us New York. So my mom was freaking out like, oh, my God, you will be in New York alone. I was like, I will manage. Don't worry about me. You have your three kids to look after. So I left. I left the Philippines, you know, for a year. And that was the best year of my life. You know, that taught me everything that I never learned from school. New York City is the best education. I lived in New York City for 
many years? It was like two and a half years, almost three years. And right. that city will teach you everything. Yes. Really. And then, then from there, we were moved to Bar Harbor, which was like eight hours away from New York. Then mm-hmm. so, so many things happened. And then everything that I saved up from that internship, I used it to travel all over the U.S. Then I came back to the Philippines with zero money. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm young, I'll find a work. You know, that that was a time when I realized how I mean, I'm so sorry to say this, that the education that I got in the Philippines was equivalent to nothing. You know, I I read a study, okay, Anjali, I think it was like New York Times or it was like Forbes. And there was a study that was it was a very interesting article about how children remember experiences yes. more than material things. Oh, yes. You know, and a lot of families, you know, like you, you get toys for your birthday gifts and like, you know, it's like Christmas, it's toys. But um, the, the thing that actually impacts a child and gives them something that they can take forward with them is experiences. Mm -hmm. So you came back to Manila, that's true, with no money, but I'm sure you had a whole bunch of experiences and memories that you brought with you. And I think maybe we we put too much emphasis on material things and not enough on experiences and how these experiences change us Mm -hmm. or they help us to grow. So you know, I'm all for it. You know, I'm all for what you said about traveling. And, you know, that's a great way to, I would say, develop yourself. And get you out of with your that? comfort zone. Get out of your comfort zone. You know, it's going to kill you. That's what I feel right now. I can't go anywhere. I was like, okay, what am I doing? This is not who I am. It's like I'm becoming a different person. I wake up, my food is there, I work out. I watch Netflix. This is not who I am. And I'm going to change it. And I'm about to change it in a month. And I'm so excited. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> now, okay, Anjali, some people would say, right? Because for you, it's not just about taking holidays. It's like a thirst, wanderlust, right? It's you need to see the world. You mentioned you've been to 100 countries and all seven continents. But do you think underneath all of that, you're actually searching for something more? Like, is there something else underneath all of it? I'm sure it's not to like tick all the boxes that I've been to every city, every country. I mean, you've done the continent. So like, there must be something else that's driving you to see the world. What is that? Yeah, you know, I think um, I just want to learn, keep on growing. I think the stories from people I will meet on the road is never ending. You know, the stories, the lessons, you know, everyone I met on my trips, I, I think I still remember them. If, if I see them, like even from 10 years ago, if I see someone, I will recognize them. That's one of my strengths. I remember directions so well. I remember people so well, not their names, but I know, oh, I saw, I saw this person somewhere. I just don't remember. So their name. So uh, I think I just want to keep learning. That's who I am. I just keep on progressing. I just want to learn more from the world itself. It, it was never about like I've been to 100 countries already. You know, I, I never wrote it down that I, I've been here. I've been there till I had to do a guesting somewhere. And they asked me to write down where I've been. I was like, okay, it's already 107. I thought I was like, well, I'm just... <laughs> 
71, 72. So, you know, it, it wasn't like that, like completing my bucket list. So it was really for myself, you know, what I was enjoying. So I am very blessed and I was very hardworking. I think first I have to repeat that. I am a very, very hardworking person. Then I became blessed and grateful and everything just, you know, I just formed the puzzle. Like now it's finished. You know what I mean? It's never going to be completely like finished, finished because I'm always going to be progressing, you know. But now I'm looking into like studying abroad, try to leave somewhere else, how that's going to, you know, make me progress as a person. Even there's no access travel for now. I can try to live in the U.S. or in Spain that I wasn't able to do when there was access travel, right? So it's 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 really the decisions. I can choose to live in Manila and live a good life with Yaya, with driver. My mom is here, you know, the business is good, but I won't grow as a person. I don't want to live a life like that where I just wake up, everything is ready. I want to be somewhere where I have to wake up, I have to think okay, I have school today, I have exams, I have this, you know, I'm, I keep on progressing even, even at age of 30. So I think this is the time for the first time in my life and doing something outside, something that I loved my whole life, which is travel. Yeah. So comfort zones, right? Yes. You mentioned earlier, like it's important for you to step out of your comfort zone all the time. And this would be another example of doing it again. Yes. Because the pandemic might have created some, you know, comfort zones for a lot of us. Yes. So why is it important, Anjali, to keep moving out of the comfort zone? I think um, comfort zone kills so many things inside us, you know, our freedom to think, you know, uh, to move to meet people, I think if we cut that off from our lives, like what's happening to us right now, we will never grow. We will just stay there as how we are. Even we say, oh, we're growing from home. I'm working out. I'm watching this. I'm watching that. It, it doesn't work for me. I, I, I'm not made for this setup, you know, where life is so good. Life is so easy. I, I asked some people like, hey, do you think it's a good decision for me to like take master's? Like, I already have everything. If, if I choose to live in the Philippines, like, or get married, I will have a good life. They were like, oh, that doesn't fit you. <laughs> you go. <laughs> you know, even people around me, they're pushing me. Oh, you're not for the Philippines. Go, go, go. You study. You go abroad. You do whatever you want. So, you know, um, I think if I still stay in whatever setup I have right now, I will lose my mind. Because every day I have to find something. This is why I keep on creating new small businesses because I get so bored. You know, first during the lockdown, I created this um, street food business, Bullet Kitchen. And now I have this happy lab, the Ayurveda stuff, because I, I, I pra I'm practicing Ayurveda for such a long time. And now I'm sharing it to so many Filipinos and they're amazed. Like, how can the spices and herbs change your body, you know? So after a few months, I will be bored again. I need to find something again. That's why I need to get out like while I can so I can keep on improving and learning more from everything. So how do you decide, Anjali, what you're going to put your attention and your time to? So from travel, now it's, you mentioned Happy Lab. You mentioned, I've been following it, Bully yeah. Kitchen. So you've got a lot of different things going on. So yes. how do you decide, and you have a podcast too, mm -hmm. so how do you decide what you're going to put your time and attention to? And does it ever get too much? 
I'm a very random person. I don't plan my life. I plan very, very short time. I build access travel without a business plan. I, I'm not sure if I should be proud of it or I should be ashamed of it. <laughs> I build everything without a business plan. I think everything is just inside my head. So, so you're spontaneous. Yes, very, very. You know, let's say tomorrow if I wake up, oh, I want to start a retail business. I want to get into clothing or fashion. I'm just going to start that. So I'm, I'm more of like a risk taker than like, you know, always or write it down, computer cost. You know what I mean? So I, I'll just decide when I'm ready there. So I think it's not for everyone. You have to be really brave. You know, you have to be very resilient when you have that kind of personality because things always fail. You never know, no matter how successful you are. Before we head on to the rest of the episode, let me tell you about how I went shopping on linenandhomes.com. I got the prettiest, softest PJs made of bamboo cotton and a gorgeous bamboo blanket for my little one. I love, love, love their weighted blanket and I've been sleeping so much more soundly and deeply since I started using it, which totally helps considering being pregnant doesn't allow me to sleep as well as I would like. I can't wait to get my hands on their sheets and comforter sets as well. So check out www.linenandhomes.com. And don't forget to use my code Project Loving Myself, all caps, no spaces, to get 10% off your first order. I'm so sure you're going to love the products as much as I do. Okay, so Anjali, you're spontaneous. You like to do things on the fly, right? So what have you gotten from that? Like, what has that maybe like that excitement or not knowing what comes next? Like, what do you think you get from that kind of a lifestyle or that kind of an approach to life? What does it do for you? You know, I'm the kind of person I, I like, like I have fears in life because I, I don't fear anything. When I get that excitement, it's, it's actually not fear. I, I like solving it. Like now I have a fear oh my God, in a month, I'm going to leave everything behind and start a new life. And that gives me so much joy. And that gives me like inspiration. I know from for some people, they get so scared. Oh my God, in a month, this is going to end. But I find it like, oh my God, in a year, you know, I will be in Madrid with this, with that. It's a whole new life. So I'm so excited. I get so excited. I think that's life for me. You know, you get excited about new things. And I miss that. I, I haven't felt that like since the pandemic started. I think the last time I felt that when I went to Antarctica, when I saw the penguins like so close to me. So I still remember that feeling. Now I'm feeling that way that I'm going to move out of the Philippines and start a new life all over again. It's, it's giving myself a fear, you know, and overcoming it. Okay, so, so it's like a challenge. What's the next challenge? Yes, yes. And I love solving my challenges in my life, in my head. Like, okay, this is how it's going to be. It's not really a plan. It's just like what keeps me going in life. Okay. And what about, Anjali, like what about grounding, building roots? Are these things that ever appealed to you? Like building a family, building something from the ground up? Like has that ever been attractive to you? You know, I love kids. You know, I am very, very close to my cousins. So I have this one cousin. He's a little boy. He's always with me. You know, I have that thing with kids. 
I get their attention so easily. I can play with them like them. You know, my mom, when, when she looks at us, she's like, oh my God, I can't wait to see you be a mom. So I was like, maybe not now, but I want it. I want to pass on the wisdom, you know? Like, I think I really have a very, very unique personality that I work, I work on it myself, you know? My mom was there, but her attention has been always divided because we are four, you know? She was a single mom, so I can't really say that it was my mom raised me so good. But of course, I got some of her traits by looking at her, how she raised us. But I want to pass on my wisdom, my freedom, let's say, to my daughter, you know? I can't imagine building a kid, you know, all the way up, like, who I am, she's going to be like me. It, it's it's a fear and also excitement at the same time. I think you know this. You already have kids, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. everything I'm doing will make her, even now, I will have so many stories to tell her, like, hey, your mom went here, your mom went there. Do you want to be like that? You know what I mean? So I think it excites me, you know? Like, someday there's going to be this person who, who will be like me. You know, we will be too. Or even she doesn't become like me. I think that's that's going to be okay to me. I am a very, very like, uh, I know how to respect other people and accept them for whoever they are. It's just a very exciting thought to me. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm smiling so much, um, Anjali, because the way I grew up is I lived in a lot of different countries. Right. Right. I, I was born in Taiwan, raised in Japan. I've, you know, talked about it on the podcast, but essentially I traveled a lot. You know, I used to do backpacking. I would go off to Nepal and go and, you know, do some meditation there. I would, you know, climb and trek. I used to do a lot of different things. And somewhere around the time when I was getting close to my thirties, it's like I wanted to now set roots and, you know, find grounding. And like suddenly from the person who was just, you know, I used to love meeting people. I used to, you know, I had no problem going off on my own. You know, right. I would take a trip by myself, like explore. I'm very much like that type of a person, very independent as well. I spoke, I mean, I don't get a chance to practice it so much, but I spoke a lot of different languages, Japanese, Indonesian, love Hindi. It. I spoke a bit of Spanish, you know? So Really, it was kind of the way I grew up as well. But at some point, I kind of transitioned from that kind of life. And I moved here. I got married and I moved here to the Philippines. So it's really funny because everybody here wants to leave. And they want to go see the world and go out there. And I'm the opposite. I like came <laughs> here and found like home, you know, found family. Like I... I I gave birth here. I have my kids here, my husband here, my home. And I've always lived in like New York City, London, like all these big cities. And it's strange because I think it's timing. And I think that sometimes we change over time because life takes us in different directions. And I won't be surprised, actually, that one day you'll turn around and be like, here's my mini me and another mini me. And like, you know, you're living a totally different life. Like, yeah. what do you think of that? I think is that something you I can think, see yourself doing? Yes, I think that's going to happen. But um, I think the hardest thing now is to not find a man, to actually match with a man who will also think like that, you know, I think dating has been the hardest thing in my entire life, because 
everyone I met found me like too much for everything. She's too successful. She knows too much. You know, she she knows everything. What can I offer her? So I think that's the challenge nowadays. Like I see everyone like, oh, they're getting married. Uh, what's going to happen to me? You know, sometimes I, I'm not insecure, but I always ask myself that question. Like, is this guy I'm dating, is he is he really into me? Will he like the same things that half of me, half of him? Yeah. You know, you start thinking of things like that. Like with the recent guy that I'm I, I'm seeing, like we've been together for two years, but it's always like on and off because of the pandemic, you know, and now like he's sick. And um, I, I'm the kind of person I always request, uh, like respect the space of other people. Like when you don't want to talk to me, I won't really be the one like, why are you not talking to me? Did I do something wrong? I will be like, Okay, I will mind my own business. You mind your own business, you know. So it's scary for me that what if it doesn't work out with this man and I will go back to zero again, meeting other people again, you know. So I'm not really giving my too much energy to that because I don't want to be broken hearted again. <laughs> yeah, but I see that actually, you know, Anjali, as a, as a coach, what I see about you is you haven't made the space in your life <laughs> for another person because you're not ready to trust them. No. Right? You're not ready to trust them. So honestly, until you're ready and until you choose that I'm going to allow someone in and I'm going to give my trust over, you'll probably have this kind of on and off sort of situation cuz I don't think you're ready to bring someone in. Yes, I How know. would you how would you have the freedom to do all these things that you want to do? You know, in a relationship, it's not as easy. Yes. Right. Of course, you could create your own rules and that's totally possible. But I do think a lot of what we attract in our life has to do with what we want. And I'm not sure. <laughs> do you want somebody right now? You know, I really like this man that I'm seeing. But I think now I am ready, sort of. But he's still trying to figure himself out and his life and his business that he's going to take over soon. So I think now I have to wait for him. You know, I, and I think I am okay with that, that I have to wait for him to be okay because he's going to be worth it. I think this man, I waited for him like my entire life. Or I'm thinking like, okay, if it doesn't work out with him, I think that's the wrong thing about me. I always have like, if it doesn't work out, back, like back a plan. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's why I'm moving to Spain. For the first time, I'm compromising for a man because there's no access travel. I think this is the space that I'm giving. Like I will move to Spain. He will be closer to me. It will be no longer long distance relationship. You know, I can see him more often and I will be learning the language. I will take my master. So it's going to be win-win. Right. Right. I mean, I think that's, that's, that's fair. Right. I think that's fair. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. now tell me, Anjali, looking back at everything you've done. Okay. All your entrepreneurial projects, all those places and pe places you visited, the people you've met. Would you say at this point in your life, right? You're about 30 years old. Mm -hmm. Would you say you know who you are or you found your calling or are we still discovering it? Are you still finding it? You know, you um, say? I think it's a never ending process. You know, I think when I find it already, it's going to be boring for me. I think we already talked about this earlier. So I always make it a point that 
I don't know yet everything. You know, I'm not superior than anyone. I'm just like everyone else. I'm also trying to figure out my life. It's just like different stages. When I was building Access Travel, I was exploring myself and the world as a businesswoman. So I'm done with that. I graduated from that. So I think I'm now a master in that field. So now moving to a different direction, now I'm trying to do things as Anjali, as a person. That's why I'm moving to Spain to learn how to live alone and, you know, in a different country that's totally different from the Philippines. So I think it's another excited journey, you know, then I'm going to know this man. Okay, I know, I'm going to mention his name. (laughs) I know Virgilio when we go to Africa, when we take holidays for a month, you know, but how is he in real life, you know, will be, when I am already in Madrid, will it still be the same? In our normal lives, we know each other when we take holidays. We leave everything behind, our baggage, you know. But will it be the same when I'm working, I'm studying, he's also working? How it's going to be? So those are the things that I need to work on with myself, you know. So I think finding your calling is a very, like, deep line that I can say I have found mine. I've, I've always looked at a life. I will never find it. It always changes. You know, maybe this year I find it next tomorrow. I don't know life anymore. So I will go back again to finding it all over again from a different point of view. So that's how I look at life. It's all it always comes in different boxes. You go inside a box, you figure it out, then you're done. You're the master and you go to the next one, you know, the next one, you know. Now, I must say in business side, I already know what I'm doing, you know, but. That's just one part of my life. Aside from that, there's still so many, many things to learn that, I don't know, maybe tomorrow I already know everything. Well, I think it's interesting, though, because I started the episode talking about finding your true north, like what makes you move, you know, what makes, what direction are you always going in? And I think one thing that's very clear about you, Anjali, is like you're always looking to grow, Mm -hmm. to explore. You like the unknown, Yes. You know, you like things that are completely new to you. Mm-hmm. That's what makes you tick. So yeah. if I were to say, what's your true north? Your true north is self-exploration. Yes. You're constantly looking for ways to explore yourself and the world around you. Mm-hmm. But I think what's interesting is you talked about roles, right? You talked about Anjali as a businesswoman. That's what you sort of mastered through Access Travel. Right. And then now with this move to Madrid... It's Anjali as perhaps the girlfriend. Wow. Anjali the woman. <laughs> yeah. Right? So you're exploring different aspects of yourself. And I think that is also part of the journey of life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still self-exploration, but also as different aspects of yourself. And I can relate to that because, you know, when I moved to the Philippines and I became a wife, that was a whole different experience from being young and single and traveling wherever I wanted to go and taking classes. And I was really into well-being uh, for a big part of my life. So I was doing a lot of exploration in that way. But when I got married, it was suddenly about, well, how am I as a wife, as a partner, as a companion to someone? And then when I had children, it was like, now I'm understanding myself as a mother because that's a whole different box, yes. like you said. You know, yes. that's, a, that's a lot of different traits and qualities that you develop along the way. So I think 
a lot of us, maybe we haven't, maybe we can acknowledge or see how in the different roles we play, we learn a lot about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's part of this journey of life. You know, it's understanding these different aspects. What do you think of that, Anjali? Yes, I think um, we should never be like too hurt when we fail in one aspect of life because that's part of life, you know. Um, before our recording, I read something online that you shouldn't be scared of just repeated failures, also repeated successes. That means you're not growing. You're just making the same success, you know. So that's what I'm feeling right now. I'm just successful in every business I built. It's like, okay, I want to start this. It's successful tomorrow. Done. Then move to the next. It's not it's, it's also dangerous because I, it's already becoming my comfort zone. But what? Right. It's too easy. Yes. It's too easy. Yes. I take good photos. I put ads on Instagram. This is Angelis' business. Tomorrow, bang, we hit our quota. That's it. You know? So it's like, it's a dangerous thing for me now that everything is successful and I'm not experiencing failures. How will I learn from life if I just keep on getting all these good things and there's no bad thing because I personally believe that if I don't encounter bad things, there's something wrong. Either I am stuck, I'm not learning, or I'm, why am I not making any mistakes? Because that's what I'm feeling right now. That's what I, why I've decided to go. Why, let's make mistakes somewhere else where I can learn and come back to the Philippines. Hey, you know what? I will come back home with different stories that I failed somewhere else. Well, I don't wish myself to fail in Madrid. Just, just an example. So, right. yes, that's how it is. I think it's very, very important to also be mindful of how good things are happening because that also means you're not progressing. You know, I think that's a really interesting perspective. Most people right. are looking to create success. But what yes. you're saying is if you have too much success, you're not growing, you're not learning. Yes. So Perfect. if anything, we need to kind of or it's just something to think about. Yes. You know, for everyone listening in that perhaps instead of discounting your failures or running away from them, maybe acknowledge and celebrate those failures because they're helping you grow. Mm -hmm. You know, they're doing what they're meant to do, which yes. is pushing you forward in some way. And, you know, most of the time we do have to be a little bit uncomfortable mm -hmm. for change to happen, you know, for growth to happen. Yes. Absolutely. But do you think, Anjali, we could grow if things are easy and things are um comfortable like does it always have to be failure or difficulty can it not also work the other way where things are good but you keep building upon what you have you know you keep going to the next step next step because at the end of the day it's not just about money right it's about yeah. impact it's mm -hmm. about contribution it's about community there's so many ways that you can grow something you're doing right, right without having it to be because I know that in the beginning there was a lot of challenges in my business in learning how to manage it and after a while I said you know I don't want to grow through challenges I don't want to grow through the difficulties I want this part to be easy right you know I'm okay with challenges but let's have small ones let's just make it easier you know and that doesn't mean I get complacent it just means that my mind is always looking at what are the most positive ways I can grow? What are the most, you know, what are the new things I can learn? What are new skills or traits? So do you also kind of see that maybe there is that other way 
perhaps of doing things? Yes, uh, maybe um, I'm seeing all of these things because I encountered challenges at a really young age. So I'm, I'm really used to it. But I think um, you can grow through good times, but it's there's gonna be no like 10 over 10 satisfaction. That's how I look at it. Like right now, let, um, let's start when I built Bullet Kitchen, it was very successful in the beginning. But then I was like, okay, we are selling street food. I don't even eat this. I'm not even in the kitchen when they prepare this. Is this really who I am? I'm just doing this to pay my bills. And okay, I'm also helping the athletes in our community. I'm giving jobs. But how is it helping me as a person? I think it's, it's now just becoming a business to make money. I need to pay my bills. There's no access travel. So blah, blah, blah. The list is long. So that's what happened with Bullet Kitchen. It was so successful. Like first day, bang. Then it was just like, you know, growing, growing, growing. Then now I, I just lost my interest because it wasn't helping me as the leader. I wasn't like leading the way I always lead at Access Travel. So I was empty from the inside. Yeah, I had cash in my bank. But aside from that, I was empty. And I believe, um, yes, uh, money is a tool to buy happiness. But at some point, if you're not using it to make you happy, like with Access Travel, I didn't make that much money because I would spend it all on travels and marketing. But I was happy. It was my tool to make myself happy and grow my business. But with Bullet Kitchen, there was tons of cash, but I was just paying bills. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's an important point too, is like it has to have purpose and meaning for you. Yes. So, and I think that's what was missing. You know, Anjali, like you talked in the beginning about how travel was what inspired you. Mm -hmm. You love travel. And so building a business where you got to travel for a living, it brought that purpose and meaning into your life. But everything else that maybe you're doing, maybe it hasn't quite like that meaning that is is not really coming out of it anymore. Yes. And so you got really good at entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. but this is not what you're meant to be doing. Yes. That's why it's so easy to kind of move on from it mm -hmm. and say, oh, well, it's not really making me happy. It's great while it lasted. Right. You know, so I think that, Finding purpose is not just about putting food on the table, mm -hmm. but also mm -hmm. finding those things that really give you that sense satisfaction. of satisfaction and fulfillment. Yes. Right? And now, yes. And then I started to make this journal, the planner of access travel, and that made me happy. You know, I would be the one to pack the orders of people, go to LBC and DHL. I did that myself. Then I was like, see? These are my travel photos, and I love doing this. Even I don't nice. sleep at night, and I made sure for to deliver the planner to everyone before 2021 started. And I was like satisfied. I was so happy, you know. Then from there, I built Happy Lab, where Ayurveda comes in. That was who I am, what I ate. Now I share that journey with everyone, especially with women who suffer from PCOS. That. Um, I manage that disorder or whatever it's called without taking birth control pills. And I'm now helping so many women understand that that Indian culture that you can actually heal yourself from herbs, you know, from spices. So, so many women are happy and it makes me really happy to see them that I'm doing something good, meaningful, even if it's not travel. 
and again, it's you said the word, it's meaningful yeah. because it's connected to your family. Right. It's connected to you, to something you've overcome. Yeah. And I think that's what's so beautiful about it. Now, Anjali, there's a lot of people out there who are confused mm -hmm. about what to do in their life. Where should they go? Where do they go next? Given your experiences, what advice would you give to them? How do they find the things that bring meaning to their life? How do they find those things that, you know, give them that excitement? Right, right. Um, I always tell this to everyone. I was also very blessed and privileged, you know. It's reality of life. Some people are not really privileged to actually choose to have find meaning in life, you know, because they have bigger responsibilities than mine. My responsibility was just like myself, you know, my mom told me, okay, you are responsible for yourself now. I'm not going to look after you. You know, I, I am really grateful that I had that kind of parent behind me who never gave me the burden to feed my brother, my sisters, or my mom itself. So it's easier for me to say these things right now, you know. Of course, I have to be very sensitive about other people, but, you know, it's it's a very sad thing that some people don't have an option. So I'm just going to keep it simple that you will find your place in this world, you know, even not today, tomorrow. And you don't look at other people like, look at Anjali, always traveling, always on vacation. You don't really know that the things happen behind social media. You know, we just put everything we want you to see on social media because I am making business out of it, but you don't see my real life. So you should not compare your reality to someone's filtered life that we put on social media we are all going through something that's i always tell everyone i go through something every single day i cry you know i want to get out of here with the robbery that happened to me i thought i was already safe i was already living a good life so that's the beauty of life when something happens to you you have to find every single good thing even during tragedies right so sometimes it's okay to not, fi not find the meaning. I've lost it, like, for the last, you know, one year when the pandemic started. But I'm still here, you know. I had to start Bullet Kitchen because I had to pay my bills. I think that's life. You, even you lose your purpose, you have to keep moving forward to find something new because there, there are endless purposes in life. Like, right now, if you, you want to help other people, make helping other people your new purpose, Right. So I think so purpose keeps evolving. Yeah. Purpose keeps evolving. Because people change, our wants change, everything changes yeah. every single day. So you don't have to stick to one purpose. I want to be like that or I want to be like this. You have to adjust your dreams wherever you are right now, right? I mean, I can't say I want to travel the world and I'm just at home. So that's giving myself more like bad pressure, right? And pressure. Yeah. I can't go anywhere. So that's just creating bad things inside my head so you will say oh i'm not enough i can't travel the world so maybe we should practice to align our dreams based on what's happening around us you know and what we can actually yeah. control which is our just our present right so based on my yeah. present it's 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 happy lab that's making me happy and that's it right you said anjali i liked what you said you said uh, don't compare your reality to someone's filtered life uh, life <laughs> on social media yes always <laughs> yeah and so purpose is also something that has to make sense given your circumstance yes. given your situation and your responsibilities and mm -hmm. definitely we should not put that stress and pressure on ourselves to do things because other people are doing it 
or, you know, to come up with dreams that won't make sense with what our current lifestyle is. Yeah. So I think also having proper discernment or sort of just making sure that you are aligned mm-hmm. with your current life is, yeah. is definitely useful. Now, Anjali, what are your personal well-being rituals and practices that you can share with us? Okay, well-being practices is, is um, I'm just going to share um, how I'm trying to fight what's happening to us right now, you know, because uh, when there was no pandemic, it was easier. But now, I mean, look at me. I'm, I've lost almost everything during this pandemic. And, and I'm proud of that, that I'm still here, you know. I still, I can talk about my life. And it feels like years ago, but I managed to rebuild myself you know, be a different person all over again. Even I lost my purpose of traveling. It's not, it's going to be like that forever. You know, it can come back next year or a month from now. So my personal well-being practices are actually, I'm mindful of everything, you know, mindful of what I eat because it affects how you think, you know, your thoughts, food is everything. I don't know if People believe in that, but I think it's how you eat, how you sleep, how you move. That's it. Those that's the foundation of life. You know, um, the more you eat bad food, the more you will eat bad about everything. And um, you know, I, I that's that's my one mantra in life with regards to my well being. I eat good. Like right now, I have my green tea. So it's just small practices, and I write whenever I feel bad. So whenever. I want to say bad things to a person because they that this person disappointed me so much. I'll just write it down. Like, you, F you, you know, everything like that. And I don't have to lash out in front of that person. And no one's going to read that. You know, it's just me. I'm talking to myself. You know, I'm, I'm really, really upset at you. You did this to me. Then after that, I'm done. You know, it's like I don't keep it inside me, especially nowadays that I have to work with so many different kinds of people that I never worked it in my entire life. Like with Bulleted Kitchen, we had to go to Palenque. I had to talk to the tricycle drivers, you know, I had to go to that level and I survived and I'm okay, you know, and that made me a totally different person. And I proved to myself, oh, I'm I'm a really good entrepreneur. I can work with everyone, you know. So that's it. Yeah. Eat good, you move, you know, and you just write everything you want to write. You don't have to like sometimes you have to put a break. You can't say all the things you want to say to the person because other people are not me. I'm a very straightforward person, but I've learned that they don't absorb the information like how I want to say it. So it's just better to simplify it that whatever they can absorb, then the rest write it on your notebook. That's it. <laughs> you know, an important therapeutic tool is um, for people who have issues or things that they... Um, what to say to somebody, right? Right, that you can just do it in your own mental space. Mm-hmm. Like you can just abuse the person, yell at them, yeah. shout at them. You know, we call it actually a hypnodrama. That's one of the techniques of doing it. And you just kind of like get it all out. You that know, all the vent time. out. <laughs> the key word is vent it out mm-hmm. at the person, but in your own mind, and get it all out of your system. And yes. once you're done you don't need to go back to that person and have it out with them or tell them what they did to you. Yes. You should be kind of like over it. You got right. it out. And that's the important thing is not to keep the negative inside of us, but really like find ways to channel it out, to get rid of it, 
and what you described, like the writing, like write letters to people even about what they did to you and how they made you feel. And then, you know, crumple it up in a ball and throw it away. Mm -hmm. It's the act of getting it out that's yes. really important. Yes. Awesome tip. And Anjali, what is your project loving myself mantra for our listeners? Like something you can share about self-love. I know that self-love is something very important to you. Yes. So what would you say to our listeners today? Okay, I wrote it down because it's very important to end our episode. Mm -hmm. One moment. So I have this, um, some uh, lessons that I've learned from seven continents of the world that I shared, okay. I, that I also shared on my podcast. So I'm just going to keep it very short. So these are the things that I personally practice. So resilience, first is resilience and humility above all, you know, no matter who you are, things going to happen, you know, for today, even you're the CEO of a company tomorrow, you can be, let's say a dishwasher. You never know. That's life. You know, that's why you need to learn to be humble and how to resolve everything. What's right in front of you. That's what my mom says. Always respect over kindness. No one's gonna remember when you're kind to them, but everyone's gonna remember when you respected them once in their life. You know, everyone you meet, you respect them, no matter who they are, even the janitor, the garbage man, the sales lady. That's one, I, one thing I've, got, I've gotten from my parents. I've always treated everyone with respect. You know, some days I can be kind because I'm going through something. I can't be smiling at everyone. Hi, hello, how are you? But my basic rule in life is I respect everyone I meet. So that's it. When I say respect, I always say, please, thank you. Have a good day. You know, basic rules. So next one is um, don't let people use your kindness against you. It's your own choice if you let them to do it to you, right? That's why respect above kindness, all right? So time is the most uh, taken granted thing in human history. So it's now or never, right? Then uh, next is accept everything what's right in front of you because that gives you freedom financially, mentally, physically, and emotionally, right? Then last is always be grateful no matter who you are because there are always there will be always people who have less than you. So never look at people who are above you because if you keep on doing that, you will always suffer emotionally. That's it. <laughs> wow, powerful lessons, Anjali. Thank you. Thank you. That was actually very, very impressive. I think there's a lot to gain from so much of what uh, you said. And I'm really, really thankful that uh, you're here with us to share all of this, to impart this with our listeners. Um, Anjali, if you can share your details and also about your podcast and anything else you'd like to tell our listeners about, how they can follow you, please do go ahead. All right. So, guys, I hope you learned many things from my life. It sounds very complicated, but it's very simple. Well, it, it just sounds complicated. But anyway, so um, if you're looking forward to traveling someday, please um, head over to Access Travel PH on Instagram. If you're into health, please go to Happy Lab on Instagram. And if you are looking into having a cheat weekend, please go to Bolilit Kitchen. And if you're looking to having a journal, please go to Seven Continent Store. I think that's it. Oh, I also have a podcast. It's Life in Progress on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So I hope you learned many things today and we will see each other somewhere, probably on my podcast, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you once again, Anjali. I love your energy. It is just so like, it's fun and it's light and it's happy. And I think that, you know, it's, it's infectious, your energy. It's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you very much. I hope to meet you someday. <laughs> for sure. So that was a really interesting conversation that I had with Anjali. It's definitely not what I expected. And perhaps it might be different from your views as well. But I love that she brought up some different points. She talked about, you know, having different roles and, and finding our purpose within each of those roles. I also liked how um, she talked about mastering the different businesses, the different choices she made. And she really emphasized that it's all about what kinds of choices that we make. So all in all, I definitely learned a lot of great things from this episode. Let me know what you thought. Share your comments on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to tag at Project Loving Myself and at Sanaya Gurnam. It would mean so much to me if you can follow my podcast on Spotify and definitely give me a rating on Apple Podcasts. With your support, this podcast can keep growing and reaching many more lives. We end this week with my Project Loving Myself quote for you. If you travel far enough, you'll eventually meet yourself. And that's by Joseph Campbell. Quite fitting, I would say, for Anjali Dub. So I leave you with that deep thought. How far are you willing to travel to find yourself, to find your calling? How brave are you willing to be? It does take courage to face your fears. But when you have bravery, when you have this virtue, this trait, then you are truly fearless. So be fearless, my friends. Get out there and find your purpose. And that doesn't mean you have to go out and travel the world. Some of us have to go outside of ourselves to find ourselves. And some of us have to just go inward. I believe in you. And thank you for joining me this week on this episode of Project Loving Myself. You are so very loved. This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and powered by Podmetrics. See you again. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.